0: The Movie Hour, Episode 57, October 22nd, 2009. Spoiler alert! The following program may contain both movie plots and swearing.
1: Welcome, one and all, to the Carrie Fisher Surprise Party Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney accompanied by the usual podcast folk, James Maloney and Jeff Henderson. How are you ladies doing tonight?
2: Uh, not too bad. It's beautiful out so I got my window open today. The window open in yeah. the
1: studio? Yeah. You're going to let you're going to let in the riffraff. Remember what happened last time?
2: I'm just waiting for some yeah, crazy riff-raff fans riff-raff to come riff-raff. in. It's pretty cool.
1: The riffraff did come in. Jeff, how are you doing, big guy?
0: Uh, you know, I'm all right. Yeah.
1: It's a full it is a pretty full studio today. We have the interns uh, working double time here. Prepare for our uh, favorite holiday
0: it's great they, they think they're gonna get college credit for this yeah that's great we
1: also have a, a couple of spectators about I think people are starting to realize that it's almost uh, time for free candy weekend we got we got one more week and people are starting to get getting a little excited don't want yeah, to get
0: up now you gonna go out again this year
1: oh uh, yeah yeah you know this is my uh, let's see uh, 37th straight year in a row so uh, <laughs> some people don't celebrate half Halloween which uh, actually comes comes in later in the year but Usually when you walk up to somebody's door and ask for something, you know they, they'll give it to you. They'll give it to you. Um, it works out that way. Uh, we actually have an official slogan today. We don't usually uh, carry these, but Netflix decided to finally pony up the dough and give it to us. So this is Netflix's uh, sponsored Taking It Easy here at the Movie Hour Day. And uh, we're here to take it easy for you people out there that are listening to the podcast and you might be uh, driving to work, uh, taking care of the kids, you know, doing your homework and we just want to let you know that Chopping
0: a hobo up into little pieces and yeah. burying him someplace
1: It's Halloween so you can do stuff like that now. Uh, not really not really um, that, was, that was a terrible joke Terrible. It's
2: okay it's a costume <laughs> okay.
1: But I just wanted to make sure and Netflix wanted to make sure that you guys knew that we're here the movie hours here to, t- to let you guys know that uh, we're taking it easy for you and maybe if uh, you're sitting back you can just sit back relax close your eyes not if you're driving though that doesn't work out too well and uh
0: Relax
1: with up that hobo. Yeah, while we Oh man. Yeah. Chop up the hobo while you listen to the movie hour. That's 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 not cool, man. It's not cool. But uh hopefully we'll be able to relax and uh enjoy uh, entertain you guys for a little bit while we uh discuss our favorite movie movie info for the week. It's not it's not that not that interesting, but I, I don't know. I, I wasn't very impressed with this week. We'll see. Uh <laughs> Re- not very much. Happens.
0: You mean this episode that we haven't done yet, or you mean the week?
1: No, the week. The week. Oh, Terrible. Okay. Stuff. But don't worry. I I'm be, be
0: impressed great. with the episode. I can tell you that. <laughs> it'll
1: be great. Um, but uh, yeah, let us uh, let us start with the usual uh, the usual news. I would stuff there. One first thing I want to start off with was a little bit box office and uh, the Where the Wild Things Are came out this weekend. As everyone knows, it actually netted 33 million on the opening weekend, which was, I guess sort of expected and it was uh, the only standout movie of the weekend and everyone was talking about it. lots of hype uh but what surprised me the most after looking at the numbers was the fact that the movie actually budgeted was a uh, hundred million dollars and uh this being spike jones him being the the music video uh genius that that uh we all uh, appreciate him for uh in terms of numbers that was his pretty much biggest movie and uh do we have a numbers guy around like i don't i don't understand this
0: yeah well yeah, I mean he, he definitely he got a lot of money to make this movie and he made quite a bit of money. He made uh, almost uh, 33 million dollars on opening weekend and right. um, that's pretty solid I think uh, that's that's actually just about hundred thousand dollars less than his last movie adaptation did. Total. So I think this yeah. bodes well. Also, this is the type of movie; it's rated PG. It's based on a kids' book with a huge, huge take uh, in DVD sales. So I think uh, I think that hundred thousand or hundred million rather is going to be well spent.
1: Do you think, uh, being the numbers guy, that this will be Spike Jones' most profitable
0: movie? No, 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 the gross? next one will. Be. The next one. The next one.
1: And ne- next, where the wild things are. There's going to be a sequel. No, no, no,
0: no, no. The next oh. Spike Jones movie. I'm oh,
1: sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. I
0: don't James, know what the yeah. James,
1: did you uh do you think Spike Jones warrants a huge budget? You like Spike Jones?
2: Yeah, I'm a Spike Jones fan. Um and I definitely think this movie's gonna do pretty well. Like I think it's gonna have some legs. The weird part about it is I've been hearing that it's not it's definitely not just your you know, your only kids movie. It's more kind of for those, you know, older kids and the, you know, the people that actually remember the book too. So yeah, no kids read this
0: anymore. Yeah, really. it'll, it'll be yeah. interesting how
2: that plays into the box office. But
1: damn right, kids get out of the way, man! I want to see some movies.
2: But yeah, I was just yeah. recently reading an article about how he was happy with the product and he didn't get too much interference from studios and that sort of thing. So.
1: And Jim, don't. By the way, don't be afraid to take a sip of your mojito before answering. It's take take it easy at uh, the, the movie hour the day. The mojito's so.
2: gone, dude. Wow. <laughs> I'm you on my appletoni. Wow. <laughs> the <laughs> apple Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In, in other Hollywood news, Ewan uh, McGregor, our uh, favorite actor, uh, came close to offing his own Hollywood career recently after watching Daniel Day Lewis's character in *The Name of the Father*. McGregor said, "Apparently, there's no way I can ever be that good, and it's so depressing." So, how close did you guys come to quitting after watching Dan- coming quitting something after watching Daniel Day Lewis act?
2: Well, for me, uh, I mean, *In the Name of the Father* was the first movie I'd seen of his, but. But you know, he was only nominated for an Oscar. He didn't win it, so I really kind of base, you know, all my you know accreditation against my left foot. His first Oscar win. And when I saw that, <laughs> I was pretty, pretty blown away. So, and I don't know if you remember this, Greg, but just to kind of see if I still belonged in the biz of entertainment, I. Uh, used only my left foot and put on a puppet show for you guys, and you guys loved it when you were kids. So that kept me going, and, you know, my career has been, you know, on the fast track ever since, pretty much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here you are. Remember, I did not remember <laughs> that.
2: Yeah, you guys loved
1: it. I, um,
0: after seeing, on a more serious note, after seeing Daniel De- Lewis in, in the name of the father, I nearly quit. Taking out the trash, uh, it would it would have been awful. It would have been a horrible, horrible, horrible scenario. So it's a good thing I didn't quit taking out the trash.
1: And uh, on another small note, Ewan McGregor. We hope you don't quit. You're, you're all right. You're cool.
0: <laughs> you're okay in our book, man.
1: Scottish, right? Scottish people need to hang around. Cool I'm kids. kind of
2: surprised he didn't, you know, say that after watching Last of the Mohicans.
1: Right. Right. Of course. Although he did get
2: upstaged by the old man. That old man. Was the old a man. Badass. Was-
1: Sweet weapon, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, in uh, other news this week, production studios have forced Hollywood stars Cameron Diaz and Mike Myers from using the best site of all the interwebs, Twitter. As you all know, uh, apparently they can't keep their giant fucking trap shut about how well they acted in the movie. Is like the box Shrek Forever After and the Cat in the Hat. Can we re- can we seriously uh, expect Cameron Diaz to stop talking?
2: Well, first off, this whole Twitter shit is. I mean, it's just a plague. It's, it's not a plague. Yeah, it's it's a disaster. Locust Yeah. <laughs> the, the internet's bad enough that people can just spout off and just insult people without any repercussions. But now they've added Twitter where you can just do it without thinking about it. It's just instantly gone and you know, at a moment's notice you already said something that you know your foot belongs in your mouth. I mean sports stars are having problems with it, you know, relatives saying they need more playing time or them telling the fans to shut up, stuff like that telling them so <laughs> oh, it, it's it's out of control second of all if Cameron Diaz is saying she can act how cool she can act I don't think she could ever act for one thing I mean <laughs> she was okay and she's the one but that's um, it I mean she really I mean in Hollywood she doesn't really serve any stop. purpose
0: first <laughs> If studios are going to uh, if studios are going to put a cap on Cameron Diaz and Mike Myers playing uh, using Twitter, can we put a cap on studios putting out movies like The Box, Shrek Forever After, and Cat in the Hat? <laughs> yeah. Is that a possibility? Um, yeah. The box
2: would her- probably be a lot better if the title meant something different. Let's just say um, that. <laughs> first
1: off, uh, I totally just wrote that she said she act she acted well. But she was in uh, um, Being John Malkovich, and that another being another Spike Jones movie, total total work in there. She was Uh, actually good in that. And the other thing is, uh, I would like an an actual uh, story on top of that was at Comic Con, uh, Diaz was there for doing interviews with the box, and apparently, have you you read the book, Jeff? I remember you talking about it a lot. Uh, No, Um, no, I haven't. It's um, a shame, I think. Yeah, apparently, she completely spoiled the ending. Just. Just right in an interview, right there. <laughs>
0: nice. So it was.
1: It's not just uh, she can't keep her trap on. Trap
0: shut with him. <laughs> so Cameron Diaz can be in movies, but <laughs> while yeah. she's not while she's not acting in front of a camera, she needs to be kept in an eight foot by eight foot cage and fed. Well, you by- guys have a
1: point. It's, it's, like
2: this- it's definitely in her best interest, though. I mean, I don't think she brings much to Hollywood with her, you know, acting chops. So she needs to have talk herself. Good, she needs to talk up a good game to keep her career alive.
1: I don't we're probably beyond this point anyways like you mentioned about twitter like how do people expect to keep a secret about productions in hollywood like out of anything else maybe somebody's personal life of a monk in a monastery up in like i don't know the appalachian mountains maybe they can pull it off but somebody at a production studio where there's paparazzi following everywhere there's interviews every second and there's people on mobile devices just typing out whatever they want i just it's a it's a losing battle i don't even yeah. see why they even take their time things
2: get spoiled that much faster
1: yeah right if people want to figure something out and find out something about a movie they're they're going to do it but it totally ruined everything uh on on another uh, lighter note jim's boy nick cage is claiming he received bad advice for the last seven years and says his reputation has paid for it oh and by the way we're actually talking about uh financial advice not anything to do with this actual big boy acting job uh cage thinks his old business manager owes him 20 million dollars or at least that's is the lawsuits worth for uh to make it for his tarnished reputation and for ghost rider comments
0: oh uh, yeah so first off, i don't understand what, what actually happened here
1: um nick cage claims that during the boom in the last eight 2001 to 2008 i believe and his financial advisor unless telling him to it uh, Instead of telling him to invest wisely, he uh, invested his money in a lot of risky business propositions and is now in the hole and uh, wants to reclaim some of his money.
0: So he, he invested in risky business. Yeah. Yeah, the sequel. Okay. Under, the, the, the,
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that one. I bet the sequel actually makes some money. Apparently, Nick Cage is not doing so hot. Plus Nick Cage
0: was in it. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I w- I would, would, I would really... I'd be after his agent a little more than his financial advisor, but, you know. Yeah, is he bit. actually
2: suing his business manager or his... He's suing
0: company? his
1: old business manager, yep, from, uh, I think he fired him last year, and suing his ass for $20 million.
2: So he's got a say in all these roles he's been taking for the last seven years, I'm guessing. Probably. Or at least probably. the money he's getting paid for it. I mean, probably. let's take a look at those last seven years. I mean,
1: Hold on. Personal responsibility doesn't end where Nick Cage's- Jones,
0: Come on. Okay. Responsibility by- doesn't
1: end where Nick Cage's hair ends. It keeps going and it's his fault that he lost all his money. It's not anyone else's fault.
0: Yeah, it's it's already gone. <laughs> for giving me bad business advice. I certainly the guy that told me to invest in pork-, pork chops would be in big, big trouble right now. Those pork chops are in my garage and they smell awful.
2: I mean, if if he's involved in this decision-making at all and is complaining about, you know, the last seven years, I mean, the list is Windtalkers, Adaptation, Matt Sickman, National Treasure, Lord of War, Weatherman, World Trade Center, Wicker Man, Ghost Rider, National Treasure 2, Bangkok Dangerous, and Knowing. I'm just Uh, thinking of the thought process here. It's like, okay, the first three, yeah, not so good, and I'll let you, you know, talk me into three more. Uh, not so good. How about three more?
1: No, okay. How about, how about another seven <laughs>
2: movies, and then then I'll I'll realize that I made a mistake.
1: Yeah, don't mention Wicker Man, dude, if you want. <laughs> this is taking it easy at the movie hour day. This isn't lap yeah. on air. I mean,
2: it, it should be a reverse situation. The manager should be suing him. I mean, it's a miracle <laughs> the guy even has uh, a job.
0: Is that guy going to cut? Because I'd be pissed. <laughs> he just, I
2: mean, he just plays the Wicker Man clips in the courtroom, and it's case closed. Oh, man. I mean, the real problem is who's you know responsible for the beginning of his career. That's what I want to know. But yeah, I'll get to that. But he's your boy. Jim. No, that talk, that was the talk one talk thing about. I had, the one serious note I had. It's like <laughs> I'll pretty much accept a lot of you know my boy situations, but this one I I, I gotta really nip in the wow head, yeah. casting
1: Nick Cage aside. He's yeah. not gonna have a home, man. He can't even pay for his.
2: <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. What, uh, what, what, I mean, just the, the, the fact that he's suing his manager is, is hilarious to me. It's like Kevorkian suing a temp agency You got, got him a job at a nursing home, then he killed everybody at the nursing home and still got a job. And he turns around and sues the temp agency for not getting, getting enough money. Political. This is not political
1: day at the movie hour. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. Executive <laughs> at Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige... Claims that Batman and Robin claims that Batman and Robin is the most important comic book movie to date. Fige said it was yeah. so bad that it allowed for other franchises like Spider-Man and X-Men to flourish.
2: I'm going with. Fige. My
1: question is, where's the love for Batman Forever? Batman and Robin gets the play, but why not Batman
0: Forever? Is that really your question? <laughs>
2: Yeah, Kevin Feige is my new hero. That's that's a great statement. I love the statement in general. It's like saying that the Hindenburg was great for air travel. Could have opened up like a giant (laughs) giant rubber band to shoot people around. It
0: was (laughs) delayed, but great. Yeah, it's like
2: yeah, I'm just gonna start a business where I shoot you across the country in a giant rubber band, and my slogan's gonna be at least it's better than the
0: Hindenburg. You know what? I think that I think that works actually. I actually see that point. So, uh, I was thinking, I can I can see U.S. Air like putting that on the sides of their planes, like U.S. Air, better than the Hindenburg. Yeah, look what happened when he went with the
2: other guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but as far as the Batman Forever versus Batman and Robin, um, I think the big problem with you know Batman Forever not getting its due as you know superhero wrecker is it was the last movie before Jim Carrey's. Backlash began I think I think that's That was the last straw For him It's like okay Now we're sick of him Plus I think really? Yeah I think yeah. so Because I mean Right before that was Like uh, I think Ace Ventura And all that Had just come out Recently So yeah, that was That was the last draw For them I think Then after that You know the second Ace Ventura came out And so on the and draw. so they forth the well, but case, Plus it? it was like The first fuck up In the Batman Series It was The first two were pretty good Because you know They were Tim Burton vehicles Yep <laughs> And then, why
1: didn't uh, you just, just stab me in the back a couple times, man?
2: <laughs> but it was hurts. the first fuck-up, but then after that, they were like, okay, we'll give it another chance. And then Batman and Robin was, yeah, just as bad. And I think Batman and Robin's actually a worse movie, if that's possible. Right, right. Uh, Plus and, it made less money.
1: Need, that just made me totally think of, uh, we have a... Jim P, uh, at the Gunga Pit has the Batman, uh, forever Tommy Lee Jones avatar. Just want to shout that out really quick. Last, last note, last note of the, the Hollywood news. Uh, the Weather Channel, this is sort of on, on a little side note, has finally decided after 27 years that it's going to play movies on the channel. Regardless of whatever genius logic they're thinking, what do you guys think is actually going to be the first film to follow this, uh, follow this system of theirs?
0: Caddyshack. What's going to make it? Caddyshack? Why? Because <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I
2: right. actually know the true answer to this, but if it was up to me, I would go with the inconvenient truth. Did you steal? You, you looked, didn't you? you, you went, is, uh, is it
0: the day after tomorrow?
2: Uh, it is not, actually. It, no. The correct answer is Perfect Storm. That's true. It's true. <laughs> but So uh, genius. But I would actually go with Inconvenient Truth. I mean, it's a serious <laughs> movie, and it basically trumpets their self-importance. Like, see, you need to know about the weather because things are going to get fucked up.
1: That's a good point. Sort of a doomsday, speak kind of, uh, thing, but, uh, We're also. To
0: find out what the weather's gonna be yeah, like. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> the they're, gonna yeah. Tune, they're gonna
1: tune into Perfect Storm, like right in the part where Clooney
2: goes down under, yeah. and they're gonna be like, oh my god,
1: there's a giant tsunami live.
2: I don't know if you guys saw the rest of the list, but the rest of the list was kind of funny. March of the Penguins, Deep Blue Sea, and Misery. Yep. Yeah, Misery
1: claiming that it's, uh, it's important. For the weather, because at the in the beginning of the movie, um, James Khan gets lost in a blizzard. Yep.
2: So they're like, "Oh yeah, blizzard, sweet, throw it in there." Yeah, and deep That's blue crazy. sea when it starts raining sharks in that one point, and Samuel yeah. gets killed. Right. So Rain. that wraps.
1: That wraps up our uh, Hollywood rundown. It's something uh, sort of a new feature we're throwing around in here. And uh, if you Need enjoy it, please, put, yeah, Need. throw some, throw some comments in at the Gunga Pit. bit, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. we can see what we can do. And that moves us to our next uh, movie review topic. And that is uh, movie reviews for today on Take It Easy at the Movie Hour Day. I believe it is Jeff's turn.
0: Already? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I I saw um, some movie. I made Greg watch two movies this week. I'm going to review one, and Greg's going to review the other. And the one that I'm going to review is Four Rooms, uh, kind of a unique film, uh, four different directors, four different writers. It's it's uh, kind of the common thread is Tim Roth plays a bellhop. God bless him. It's his first night as the bellhop. Yeah, God bless him indeed. First night as, as the bellhop. Um, and he finds himself with Four, in four very, very bizarre situations. Uh, the, the writer directors are, um, as follows in, in this order. Allison Anders, who's done, uh, since then, a lot of like TV episodes and things like that. Alexander Rockwell, who really hasn't done a whole lot. Robert Rodriguez, who we all know from uh, Sin City and Planet Terror and, and these things. And then Quentin Tarantino, who needs some introduction. Uh, so those are the four rooms. I, I liked it. It was uh, The rooms got progressively better, I would say. Um, the, the first room was, I, I thought, kind of tacky and uh, not very entertaining. The second room was a little... A little better. Um, it, it was it was definitely worth watching. The third room, the Robert Rodriguez room, uh, starred Benicio del Toro, and uh, it was it was very funny, I thought. And then the uh, the fourth room was excellent. The Quentin Tarantino room was was my favorite.
1: Benicio was um, the third one. Yeah, Benicio
0: ben- del, Toro's. del Toro. I'm sorry. What, oh, not uh, Benicio.
1: How many banderas? Antonio yeah, banderas. Antonio you.
0: banderas. Yeah,
2: the, the Fourth Room is definitely the best one. And it definitely screams of Quentin Tarantino.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely has the uh, holy shit moment yeah. to it as well. Um, I actually thought that Tim Roth was relatively obnoxious in this movie.
1: Yeah, I had oh, yeah. seen this movie. I remember The Fourth Room a lot. And I did enjoy Tim Roth like later as the movie went, but it might have been just because I think it was the characters remained pretty steady throughout the the different directing. But uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. I didn't like him in it either, and that was the, like one of the – one of the few movies that Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, that I thought I liked him in, and it, he did not pay off for me in that one. I was not happy. And the other two movies seemed to be just throw. Or the other two, the first two rooms seemed to be just throwaway. I didn't like him very much. I think but the
0: second one, the first one was definitely throwaway. The the second one I think had a little bit of. Uh, it was at least a little bit interesting.
1: Right.
2: Now, did you fault the the character for not liking Tim Roth or Tim Roth himself? The character. Yeah, yeah not that's seen. how I was
0: too. Care.
1: You think they just told him to act? Yeah, it's really just like, You're an exasperated
2: guy. Go, you know, just be ridiculous. Even like yeah, his no, physical it, movements it, it, were accentuated. It,
0: it, I thought. I don't know. It just wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't funny. The, 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 but the as as it went on, it might have just been the directors were better and the writing was better. I, I started to enjoy him quite a bit.
1: Him yelling at the top of his lungs during the, the third room with uh, Antonio Banderas is, and uh, the two kids is just hilarious and. Maybe it's just the more yelling Tim Roth does, the more I like him. That could be it.
2: And Selma is in that one a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just noticed that, that Selma Hayek uh, is the girl dancing on television. <laughs> yep.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. <Who knows? laughs> Weird. And then didn't you mention uh, you liked, uh, I forget who made, makes the cameo in there that plays the pothead. Who oh,
0: the th- uh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, Marissa Tomei. She's She's the the yep, right. cameo. I thought she was excellent in it, yeah.
1: That's great. That's funny stuff.
0: Well, very good. I ended up
2: watching a movie called Last Chance Harvey. Uh, came out in January of this year. Um, movies, movies about Harvey, played by Dustin Hoffman, who's a commercial jingle writer. Uh, kind of wanted to be a jazz pianist, but never, you know, was good enough. Uh, basically, they start off the movie with him and his job in New York. Um, they're, you get the sense that they're trying to phase him out and kind of go in a different direction, and. Uh, the problem is he le- needs to leave uh, to go to London for his daughter's wedding, and there's a project that's coming up that he's kind of up in the air whether or not he's going to make make it back in time for. Um, so, with some trepidation, he ends up going to you know London and is for his daughter's wedding, and is constantly calling back at the office to you know, see where he stands, type of thing. Um, Once he gets to London, you kind of slowly realize that he's been out of the picture of his family for a long time. Um, He's set up alone at a hotel. Everybody else is at this rental house that was rented by his now ex-wife and uh, her new husband. Um, You also get an idea that the wife and the new husband are much closer to his daughter than he is these days. Um, Along the the way and during the visit on London, uh, he ends up meeting a a woman named Kate, uh, who's kind of a single... Spinster type, uh, very introverted. She's played by Anna Thompson. Um, They uh, let you know that she's, you know, she just kind of sticks to herself, dotes on her mom too much, she's always getting phone calls from her. Um, And basically, they kind of interact a little bit uh, after the rehearsal dinner before the the reception. Um, It kind of starts out a little rocky, but they end up spending some actual, you know, time during the day together and kind of become friends. And the rest of the movie ends up focusing on Harvey and Kate, who he just met. Uh, also, Harvey and his relationship with his daughter, and you know, going to the wedding and stuff. And also, Harvey and whether or not his job's gonna work out. And the whole movie seemed like the main character was Harvey. The, part, the parts that were kind of weird though, was like the first 20 minutes, a half hour, they're kind of setting up Harvey's story, you know, showing off bits and pieces of you know his character and stuff. And it's intermixed a lot with setting up Emma Thompson's character, Kate. And setting us up with that and, you know, what she's like. But if I found it kind of distracting just because the movie ends up being mostly about how Harvey's dealing with everything and not right. Kate's character. So I found it weird that they gave them even time in the beginning. So you're kind of expecting it to be about both people for the, you know, the remainder of the movie. But it doesn't really end up to be that way. Um
1: the so two- this, turns into, this turns into like just a deep relationship movie between Dustin and Emma's character.
2: Yeah, they're they're the main focus with you know the side story with the daughter and the job. Um, and they they end up you know becoming a little bit of a love interest thing. And the chemistry between them is kind of tepid at best. I mean, it's not real like it's it's believable, but I'm not you know I wasn't really enthralled with it. Um, I was, it was it was an okay movie, nothing great. Uh, there were two scenes that really engaged me in the movie, but. Other than that, it was just kind of average.
0: It, it was a uh, good change
2: of pace for me. I, I've been watching some some action films and stuff, so I went with the, a drama for once.
1: Two other questions. I noticed your boy Richard Schiff's in this movie. Yes,
2: Richard Schiff's Schiff. in it. He gets very little screen time. Love him. From West Wing. Yep, yep. Love him, but didn't really get to do much in this
0: one. I really like that guy as well, yeah, but he was very... I saw this movie, too, and... Um, yeah, he was not very prominent in it. So I also
1: like, missed it. The du- so Dustin Hoffman, is he uh, supposed to be American or English
2: in this? He's from New York, Yep. Oh, okay, New
1: York. Got it. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't think I've heard Dustin do an English accent. That'd be interesting. Interesting.
0: I no. think, um, didn't Captain Hook have kind of an English accent? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I think he was more Neverland than English, but...
2: <laughs> he wasn't one of those Somali pirates? Oh, yeah, tyric- the Neverland
0: Never- yeah, exactly. they're Neverland, like...
1: Come on, people! Come on. Just people. saying,
0: I thought he had an English accent. Not that he was from.
1: Uh, yeah. So, uh, so what Jeff mentioned earlier was true. We watched a couple movies together. Uh, one other one, I we flipped the coin, and I ended up getting to review Big Man Japan. This was a movie uh, I mentioned a little while ago, and I was pretty excited to watch. I uh, had learned that, uh, well, Je- through Jeff, I'd learned it was. Tr- Streamable through Netflix, and uh, you can actually get it in high quality too. Some of the streamable stuff on Netflix isn't exactly top notch. I was going to review some of the Jim uh, Henson's uh, puppet series. <laughs> puppet you want more of those? Uh, but since it's not really a movie, and yeah, anyways, uh, and John Hurt, of course, kudos. But anyhow, Big Man Japan uh, released in the U.S. on May 2009, but it was actually released in Japan much earlier uh, in 2007. Uh, story of, of uh, I guess it takes the look of a documentary like fictional look at a superhero I guess it's a fictional documentary look at a washed up superhero in Tokyo uh, I think it was supposed to actually be in Tokyo uh, I'll have to double check that um, but you get to see it through just pretty much a camera crew following him around seeing his day to day life and since he's only called upon to, to be a superhero when uh, monsters come in his special ability is he can actually he looks like a normal person but if you run electricity through him, he turns into like a five-story-tall, uh, just human, and runs around and beats people up that that he
2: needs to. So so in there's his downtime. So uh, there's a documentary-like crew following him around. Pretty yep, pretty okay. much.
1: You get to you get to hear about like from behind the camera. You hear questions constantly, like, so, okay. what's it like? Do people follow you around? And he answers. He's he talks to the camera a lot. Talks to actually, I guess he doesn't talk to the camera. He talks to somebody inside and uh, works out. It works out well in the beginning. You're like, okay, I get this. This is sort of cool. I like it, but it turns stale like after the first ten minutes. It's just you know staring at this guy, trying to get the idea that his life isn't so high, isn't so great, which sinks in really fast. But they give you another twenty minutes of it and gets a little tiresome. Uh, gets you get a little refreshed when you they show you the first monster fight. The idea is this guy turns into a superhero and starts fighting these uh, creatures that apparently aren't so uncommon. They come into Uh, Japan, once in a while, and they uh, blow uh, make big man Japan big to fight him off. And that you soon realize that they also record these things on TV and show them in some kind of uh, pretty much a TV show, it's not on the news, it's just like an entertainment show for people to watch. And uh, you notice quickly that big man Japan also has uh, they sell logos on his body, like they put pretty much temporary tattoos on him and stickers and stuff for, for the show. What's great about the monsters is they sort of introduce it with a small profile in the beginning, and they're just simple, stupid name, names like the smelly, the smelly monster, and the, uh, the baby monster, and the the first monster you see,
0: the uh, strangling,
1: this, yeah, the strangling monster. And they give you like the characteristics of the strangling monster, and then they show you the fight. Like they sort of give you a profile of the monster he's about to fight, and then you see it. And
0: so to give like you an you idea just- of how
2: great. Each yeah, show is exactly. kind of set up like a heavyweight bout or something. Exactly, exactly. It's it's pretty funny.
1: And that's actually where all the animation kicks in. There's no animation until they show up, the show the monsters. So, Big Man Japan's all blown up, chases down the monster. The first monster is this super tall, skinny, just complete white, which looks like it has the head of a human, but sounds like a pterodactyl whenever it opens its mouth, which is hilarious. And, and the kicker is this creature has just the biggest comb over of all time. And it's just, when he walks around, it, like, flops in the air and stuff and makes, like... He, like, stops noise. and
0: fixes it. Like, yeah. he flops his neck over to fix and, his coat over And it. his
1: arms is just one giant elastic band that he just throws around buildings and, like, lifts things up and stuff. And But it's um, a
2: monster, not, like,
0: a large It's humanity. supposed to be a
1: monster. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be a monster. And it's just as big as he is, pretty much. And they and the other funny thing is, Big Man Japan, all he gets is, like, the stick to fight people He's off. He's
0: got, like, a lead pipe. <laughs> yeah. <Like> a <laughs> yeah. pipe. It's,
1: it's funny. So... That's the only. Unfortunately, like after the first ten minutes of the story, and you actually get more of a feel of his life and how it's, how, how it's affecting his family and how this, uh, how his pretty much his un, unpopular characteristics of sort of ruining the town when he gets big and people think, uh, people bring up these ideas of him being a waste. Like I do like the idea, and the look of what. The world might be like with a superhero and not only that like a washed up superhero like there were superheroes just like him his whole family his father before him was a big superhero same before him and um it it, it looked pretty cool and if you're gonna watch it you might want to just fast forward to like the last 45 minutes because the last 45 minutes you get some more monster fights which get funny and it gets ridiculous at the end you won't even know what's going on like i watched the whole movie and i don't know what happened in the last 20 minutes it was it was pretty interesting and uh Worst case scenario, you uh, spend no, spend no money. Watch it on Netflix. Really good quality, and uh, yeah. And if you don't have Netflix, I'm sorry. That's you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go rent it. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm withholding the seal of approval. Uh, com- I'm obviously completely foreign. You have to subtitle it, James. So heads up. And ten uh, yeah. percent off, baby.
2: Ten percent off, right one, there. One other
1: thing to, to note: to note, uh, the writer, director, and the main actor in the film is uh, Hitoshi Matsumoto, and. Uh, does, apparently the guy does live uh, comic acts with a buddy of his that have been pretty much doing this since they've been kids and they put this movie out together and I just, I think that's also cool to mention. Uh, And yeah, pretty much it. So, before we get to uh, our next topic for the Taking It Easy Here at the Movie Hour episode, I wanted to bring up something that I wanted to mention at the top of the show and that is next week is there going to be our Halloween episode and if you would like to join along, we're going to have uh as many live listeners we're going to try to get a lot of live listeners next week and if you uh have a microphone and if you have Skype and you're willing to we're going to have uh some people on to comment we've uh, got a couple emails uh with some interest about it so if you're interested you can email me uh or you can just pm me uh at the board's personal message me at theboards@gonkfit.com and uh you can uh, we can talk about getting you set up for next week we're just going to be again talking about some uh, Halloween movies and maybe uh having a having a fresca and uh, yeah, it'll be a pretty good time. I know. I know Jeff's pumped. Jim, he's Jimmy's a little, little, uh, little warm, little warm about it. But yeah, we'll I'm.
2: I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little pissed, to tell you the truth, but that's okay.
1: This might be this might be the chance for uh, for us to get some younger blood in here. Jim. I know. I don't like this. I'm the oldest person
2: here. They're gonna weed <laughs> me out first. If yeah. <laughs> uh, you're will eat you. Yeah, this all stems from my you know, lack of expertise in horror films. I know it does. It's not my yeah, fault. Yeah. Um, we should,
1: I should have, I wanted to mention it last week. I forgot, but if anyone's interested, I'll make sure to put a post on the boards too. Um, and a post on Facebook. If you want to come tag along, mention a few things, uh, as long as your mic doesn't sound terrible, just like Jim's, we'll be fine. Uh, yeah. So that moves us to our, the last thing of our little, uh, our special, Episode today, which I wanted to put together, a tagline quiz for you guys. I know this is a little bit of a surprise. We See, you're reading take, me out of this too. To take it easy. Yeah, no, I'm taking the <laughs> taking the quiz responsibilities. Don't maybe,
0: don't. maybe if you had taken our advice and gone and watched Planet Terror, we wouldn't have to do this. But really, you brought it on yourself.
1: But yeah, I know. I promised it was going to be a, a short show, but I'll, I'll make sure to I'll make sure to keep the quiz short. And this is this is going to be a simple one. I've done a couple tagline quizzes in the past with some success, and I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. It's a um, little little might be a little tougher than before. might be a little tougher. The idea of the tagline quiz is going to be I will bring up a tagline from movies. And especially for this episode, we're going to have a little theme. And the theme is top ten taglines. So keep that keep that uh, in, your, in your minds. Taglines. Top ten taglines. When you say That's top
0: ten taglines, do you mean top ten movies of all time, top ten movies of all know. I don't know. Or the, the top ten taglines of all time.
1: Top 10 taglines. That's, that's the title. I'm
0: saying, oh, no. Are you lying to me?
1: <laughs> Dude, I just show up, and I don't know. I think the, Carl wrote this down, our uh, number one intern here, production crew. Uh, if he wrote it down. I'm reading it. That's that's all i got to say. I'm being top, lied to. Top, t- top 10 taglines. At least you're not being weeded um, out. So, so we're going to have <laughs> – I'm going to bring up the tagline. You guys are working together. I will give you some hints if you if you suck and choke on them because you they're pretty we're tough. are working together. You're just both trying to get them right before we pass on pass to the next one. There's only so much time. Just like Family Feud, I I can't sit here forever and wait for your answers that are just stupid. So I gotta, I gotta move it along. I gotta move it along. So, officially starting our top ten taglines of the Take It Easy here at the Movie Hour Day. We'll start it. We'll start it easy. We'll start it easy. So, the eighth wonder of the world. King Kong. All right. See, I knew that was easy. I knew that was easy, and I knew particularly somebody—somebody
0: somebody of the
1: older generation <laughs> might be able to get that easier. So I—I—I'm I, happy. I'm happy you picked that off, Jim. I would have been upset if you didn't. We're gonna go to number two. The saga is complete.
2: Um, hopefully, Indiana tougher. Jones four.
1: A little tougher. Indiana Jones four. What is the name of Indiana Jones four?
2: Uh, Kingdom, of the, Kingdom Skull.
0: of the Crystal Skull.
1: No, no, that's completely <laughs> off. <You're... laughs> Thanks for making me <laughs> jump through Thanks the roof. Thanks for huh? making me <laughs> saved.
0: Um, Two
1: thousand five movie,
0: Revenge of the Sith. Return. Correct. Oh, good call. Good call.
1: Episode three. Everybody, everybody loves an episode three saga is complete. Which, by the way, to give you a little hint on the top ten taglines theme, yeah. and the saga's uh, episode three was number one of top ten taglines. Of the themes. the top 10 taglines so, of uh,
0: 2005. Next.
1: So Dark, The Con kind of Man.
0: It's da Vinci Code.
1: <laughs> Don't sound very excited there, Jeff. Don't <laughs> sound very excited. You are correct, though. So you should sound excited. You should sound excited. It was a uh, 2006 movie, Da Vinci Code. Next one. They're Already Here. A little tougher. Um 2005. Men in Black.
0: Nope, nope.
1: You're on the right track, you're on the right track.
0: Men in Black 2.
1: I think Men in Black 2 wasn't out in 2005, although I don't keep a tough, tough, uh, <laughs> schedule of their productions. Huh.
2: This,
1: this was number 4. Um Think Little Girls That Annoy You. Think... This is like this is like that stupid show. Um, uh, think Tom Cruise. Think War of the Worlds. So I was gonna drop the director next, but I, I shouldn't have said Tom Cruise. Too easy. Too easy. Didn't get that one. Scratch that off.
2: Next. I one. think
0: we're doing pretty well.
2: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Sure. Scratch off the one that the guy got
0: that's getting weeded out. <laughs> He's saving it, the
1: definitely. world, whether we like it or not. Hancock. Correct. <laughs> Jeff. All well done. Hancock was correct. And Hancock was number 4 in our uh, top 10 if that makes any sense. It's a little little might be a little misleading. Next one. This one one of my personal favorites. In Space, No One Can Hear You Clean. Uh Obviously a little Jason No. Parod- no. Nope, nope. <laughs> Obviously a little parody of the Alien tagline. Um 2008 Think a little. Think a little uh, cozier, a little cuddlier.
2: Two thousand eight.
1: A little more animated. Man, you guys are. T- oh, Wally. A little
0: more animated. <laughs> Wally is correct. Thank you. Thank you. you
1: guys are just. You guys are just lying there. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, next one. Twice the hero he used to be. Um, The Incredibles.
0: Thank
1: you, Steve. Now we're talking. Doing better. Doing better. All right. That
0: was The Incredibles. Twice that the was, hero he used yeah, to be. Yeah, he was be? fat. Remember?
1: He was fatter. He was fatter. See, you know, oh, Yeah, had, I do it's remember It's a clever that, yeah. tagline. Only clever. Pe- couldn't have
0: been the only tagline. clever.
1: Clever people need apply. Yeah, it wasn't the only tagline. All right. Couple more. These these getting more into my favorites. What you can live forever, or sorry, when you can live forever, what do you live for? This one's a little, um, little tougher.
2: Interview with a vampire.
1: You're on the right track. Think Drag a little more... Twilight. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say, think, think a little more 13-year-old girl-like, and then you, you got it. I'm happy. I'm happy. Twilight 2008 was uh, number seven, by the way. Mm. Next one. Another good one, just like the last one. The greatest adventure history has ever revealed.
0: National Treasure.
1: Damn, you're good, Jeff. You get, these are way these are way too easy. I need to get harder. That that one doesn't count. Too easy. Next, I'm curious <laughs> what this list is. It's like
0: it's like Greg's least favorite movie of the decade. Or something. All right,
1: two it's more. Like, it's like
2: spoofs on other taglines.
1: Two more, then then we move on. You guys are way off, by the way. Um, it's not like they didn't warn us.
2: Um, the day the earth stood still.
0: Signs. Uh, there you go. Again? There you go. Well done. Well done. Taking ass, taking names.
1: Number six, by the way. All right. Hmm. This is tough. I got all a lot.
0: These
1: I got a lot here, so I'm just I'm picking them off here. A lot of them are space movies. Next one. When
2: the lights go off, it's on. Uh, Pitch Black. No. <laughs> Come on, that had aliens in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was I about darkness. Air.
1: Anyway. When the lights
2: go off, it's on. Yep. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not. Graham. There aren't any aliens on here. I, at least I, I, wouldn't consider consider them aliens. Um. Let's see. Yeah, definitely not aliens. Think more historical. Think more museum. <laughs> Think more <laughs> night at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice work. Nice work. All I, should, right. I, have I said mimic. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have any really hard ones. You guys are way too good at this. All right, last one. Just because, just because this is so easy, and we got to kill this. Here we go. The adventure continues. What? That's it. The adventure continues.
0: Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
1: Then there's ellipses on it. Correct. You're right. That is it. Kingdom Indiana yeah. Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. did not we have two of those already? Three. No, you guys guessed Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but it was incorrect. Oh. Yeah. You guys are foolish. You guys don't even get it. All right. So I had two more but I think you guys are just way too good at this. So I'm going to move on. Uh that was the top 10 taglines and do you have any idea what kind of top 10 it could have been?
2: Um top 10 movies in Argentina. <laughs> no. It was it was actually
1: pretty tough. I was pretty much those taglines are all from uh top 10 movies all the way... I think it was all the way from 2001 to 2008 uh, grossing films. And I, I only used one of each... Uh, each number. Yeah, impossible. Couldn't have gotten it. Right? right
0: wait, on wait. wait. I, don't, I don't understand. I'm sorry. You Every year, the,
2: there are 10 top grocers. Those were the best taglines out of the okay. last 10 years. Okay,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Right. So it didn't have to be the top grocer of that year. Yeah, it correct. Had to a top grocer in that year and you only use... Okay, I understand now.
1: Yep. Anyhow, so... Uh, that was my top ten. I hope you guys enjoyed it while you were uh, taking it easy here at the movie hour. And now it is uh, time for the final feature of the day. It's certainly not the, the least important. The Parker Posey play-along in uh, last week's, I believe, was uh, Jeff's responsibility? Jeff's? Uh,
2: no, I believe it was mine. I, gosh,
1: I always forget. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Weed him out instead. Yeah. Anyway. Um, do something. <laughs> my, my Parker Posey question was, what actor do you like for, because they're good at playing villains? Had some Which was a responses. good responses. I, I enjoyed yeah. the question. Uh, apparently, I don't know. I didn't get that many responses, but uh, I like Katie's response of Alan Rickman. I was pretty close to picking him. He's he's a great actor, and he did some good overacting in some of his roles that were very very entertaining. But, yeah, we discussed
1: him uh, on the show uh, on that episode too, didn't we? About uh, possibly I so, yeah, the yeah. yeah he, Alan
2: Rickman, He was definitely in my running, but the, I I love uh, KPW's Mike, Michael Ironside. Because he, he, he gets no love anywhere else, so it's it's good
0: that he's getting some love there. <laughs> he gets more love on this show than I think his entire career. <laughs> yeah. Or his best friend.
1: Total recall calling. what else? I, I, uh, I guess he doesn't really count for uh, Top Gun, I guess, but he plays... He's um, never
2: a nice person, that's for sure. Like Even in the Top Gun and you know Starship Trooper, he's, he's always a cantankerous guy, at least. And that was the point she brought up that you know he could never play just a nice person.
1: <laughs> very, very true, very true. I'm just going to do the quick props. I should have said Jack Nicholson. I was thinking Jack Nicholson the whole time, and Jim P. stole my answer. Jack Nicholson. So I, I should have said that, but no problem. Yeah,
0: those were the good answers.
1: <laughs> uh, I believe uh, my my uh, Parker Posey is next. So you guys need to uh, give me some room. This is uh the Parker Posey for this week. You can answer it to if you go to the pit.com, you'll find it on the forums. We'll put the question there for you to answer and uh at the the movie R page on Facebook. And it's uh it's going to be intense this one's This one's hard. I actually it took me up to the the episode today to figure out what my answer was for it. So hopefully you guys don't have too hard of a time. Um my question this week uh a, a little bit of a side note Universal Studios and Warner Brothers are teaming up to create, I, I'm sure you've heard about this, uh, a Harry Potter theme park in Orlando, Florida. It's actually, uh, I think it's a year away from being done. Uh, and this is, you know, whole whole deal. Visitors are going to be just engulfed in the Hogwarts world. They're going to be, like, raising the walls so nobody can actually see the real world. It's going to be great. Um, can I anyways, uh, I believe there will be a Quidditch uh, scenario, but I don't think you can actually fly. Unless you're a warlock. Are you a warlock?
0: Not that you know of. Oh, all right.
1: So this, of course, begs the question, what movie or maybe even what movie world would make a good theme park? Bonus points if you can think of any uh, main attraction or two. That might be a little more for the the people uh, listening to this later and answering on the boards because this one's tough. So I'll try to give you some time. The one I thought of, and actually this was an, an easy segue from watching the movie, and this was recently... I wanted to pick Simpsons, but I didn't. I'm going with Zombie Land. Damn it! Uh, Why don't just just take yet. my answer. All right, your to Keep thinking. That's
0: everybody's answer because it's basically a theme park. <laughs> exactly. the entire time. It's
1: a right. theme park toward the end. True, but I've got a I've got a very unique idea for my theme park. So, Zombie Land. about
0: killing zombies.
1: <laughs> I just really enjoy the idea of having like a horror type theme park. There's a lot of room. There's a lot of a. Uh, it seems like there's a giant niche that's just not being fulfilled here. Like, will you have? The haunted forest and stuff. This is the other reason. Like, it's Halloween coming up. I was thinking about all the stupid haunted forests and the cool haunted houses and all the all the weird, funky stuff. And I thought of, okay, well, we can have just a, a scary theme park year-round. People like scary theme parks. Why not? I can't think of one other than those things. So there's a huge niche that's waiting to be filled here. This thing is going to make bank. So if you're uh, an investor, just listen up. Uh, the one unique idea here I have for it is the world would be – uh, theme park rides like you see in the movie and zombies running around like you see in the movie. But instead of you being just the people running around in the theme park, you get to be the zombies. The people that pay to get in the gate get to be the zombies and get to run in and chase people down and should get like so, uh, sort of like bonuses for catching people. Like they'll be the guy that has the sweet win a Nintendo, you know, Wii if you catch him and you rip it off and you win. And so all those all those guys that
0: don't want to work at Walmart the day after Thanksgiving, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> over here. Go do you, know, you, have problem,
1: you have the problem in normal haunted houses and ha- like uh, haunted forests where employees can't touch people. Like this is where the employees are the humans that get chased and they get paid to be able to be groped, pretty much. So it's almost like working you know at a strip club. No problem. Groped? I'm in. All right. So that's my idea. I think it's genius, and I think, you know, it's a, ca- it's a cash cow. I might, you know, patent pending, so just chill chill out. And, uh, I think yeah. you're right
2: on that. I mean, Cedar Point does their Halloween days or whatever now, too. Yeah, there you go. See?
1: Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And what do you think about my zombie idea? I think it's genius. So
2: anyways. Definitely. Interesting. So do you guys
1: think it's anything where there's a movie that has just an interesting world that might pull it off in the theme park theme park scenario?
0: Jim, you got thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I do.
2: I was thinking of like a park that was kind of like a bush Gardens where it's almost like a zoo feel, but instead there's like dinosaurs. And we could call it Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. So you go out to this, You go out, I'm guessing it's on some kind of secluded island somewhere?
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, that's not Here's my real answer, actually. That, that, I just thought of that. That's not bad. It's not bad, but it's... it's, on, yeah. bad, but it's a, there's it's, some theme
1: a, parkish stuff yeah. out there. For, I, I'm
2: going with The never ending Story. Wow. Yeah.
1: Didn't see that coming.
2: Also the same deal, though. Kind of a bush guard. Like, okay, here's the realm of, you know, where the Rack Eater was. And maybe you can ride giant bicycles that look like Rack Eater bicycles. I don't know. I haven't figured and it's that like, part out.
1: And it's the know. situation sort of like when somebody would go to the Renaissance Festival. Like, as soon as you enter, everybody is just completely different. And yes. you can join in. Like, you can bring your own costume and be part of the never-ending story. Exactly. That's awesome. I like that idea.
2: And then maybe Tell there's me. a roller coaster called the Felcor, and it's... You know, shaped like him. He's long and skinny already. You know, so he's already he's the shaped. shape of a roller coaster. He's a luck dragon. Yeah,
1: and it could just—he can have his
2: scream the yes. whole way. On each hill or something—that'd be awesome.
1: Oh man, that's, Jeff, what do you got? What I'm, going with. I'm pushing. I'm pushing the envelope here. What do you got?
0: The only thing I can think of is like a uh, like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas type atmosphere. <laughs> you, you you're allowed to go and do whatever kind of drugs you feel like, and and just go just go absolutely. <laughs> Bat shit crazy and d- pretty much just act like an animal for as much as you want and uh, destroy your hotel room. You know and- what?
1: Here's 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 your answer. This is exactly what you're thinking. You just can't think of it. Is uh, the uh, island where Pinocchio goes when he turns into a donkey where they yes. just go up and start – where you can just be an ass and destroy walls and pleasure sand and turn into a donkey and – yeah, that, that that's what you're thinking of. Just the place yeah,
0: that 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 must be what I'm thinking of.
1: Do you know what I'm talking? Have you seen Pinocchio? Or there you? weren't
0: words in my mouth, but now there are. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. Yeah, great.
1: Well, you can show up to that place, and you, that's sort of a cool idea. Just places where you can just knock walls down, but then you might get hurt. But that's all right. That's cool. You pay for that. I think that works out. That's not what you yeah. just want to take. Do drugs? That's what you want to talk about? Doing drugs? No, That's I, you
0: know, just kind of like a like a no holds that. barred. Uh, every, you know, just go nuts. I, I think it's called Las Vegas. I think they already have. But <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, what's funny is I was gonna say Detroit, but we're on the same wavelength. I was thinking I Woodstock, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, well, I'll take that as your uh, as your answer. And again, we'll we'll take your answers at uh, the boards. If you want to go to gongepit dot and uh, search for the movie hour on Facebook, you can find the question there and. Uh, The answer will be waiting. And again, uh, to mention for next week, if anyone's interested, you can uh, personal message me at greg on uh, com, and uh, contact me about getting set up for the podcast next week if you want to do some talking. Otherwise, just show up uh, on Skype. There's links uh, in the forums. I'll make sure there's a link for uh, listening live so everyone can join in and partake in the Halloween festivities. And, uh, yeah, Jim, Jeff will be there. Jim will be there. It'll it'll be a good time.
2: Hopefully I'll be there. You never know. I might be weeded (laughs) out by then.
1: Not next
2: week, Jim. Maybe
1: maybe later. After
0: too. the new blood We're comes gonna in. We're going to you through the holidays. Then you might need to start yeah. working yeah. about it. We have the to try the tryouts out first.
2: Yeah,
1: right, right. So, yeah, uh, another great episode. Thank you, James and Jeff, uh, for taking it easy here in the movie hour. I appreciate your input.
2: Hope everyone enjoyed. Yeah, drive
0: safe.
1: Everyone, uh, take it easy out there. Close to Halloween. Get pumped. Get ready. Uh, thank you again for listening to the Carrie Fisher Surprise Party Movie Hour. Fisher surprise party movie hour. Official slogan for this week's show is going to be taking it easy. The movie hour, right here.
0: <laughs> this is the uh,
1: the movie lounge. Nah, yeah, this is the lounge here. Nah. Today we're in the movie lounge, taking it easy. You're not the numbers guy. Leave it to Jeff.
2: Uh, How did the English major become the numbers guy, by the way? Wolverine! I don't understand it. James looked and said I was on the fast track.
0: (laughs) Whoa!